to a world where we fight to the finish And at the heart of it is one recognizable image Originators, titans of business, brand architects Respected since 9-7, sky's the limit Alrighty, thanks so much for listening to another podcast from Full Contact Fighter. This episode is an all-Bellator uh, edition. I'm talking to Eduardo Dantes, Bellator's bantamweight champion. He's going to take on Joe Warren at Bellator 166, December 2nd. I'm also talking to AJ McKee that same night. AJ's going to take on Emmanuel Sanchez. Very interesting fight at 145. And then I'm talking to Derek Campos, who one night later at Bellator 167 is going to take on Patricky Ferreri. That's a rematch. Uh, of course, Eduardo's bout with Joe Warren is also a rematch. Should note right off the top, uh, when I talked to Eduardo, uh, had his uh, translator uh, on the line. So I just kind of cut out where Eduardo was talking because he couldn't really make out what he was saying. He wasn't talking directly into the phone. Uh, so I just kind of cut that out and you'll just hear uh, his translator. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to Full Contact Federating. You can check out the best clothing with the most established logo in the MMA industry by going to the Full Contact Fighter shop. Just head to fcfighter.com and click on the shop tab to take a look at FCF's famous hoodies, t-shirts, shorts, among many other great items. You can order securely online at fcfighter.com or email fcfnews at aol.com. It's my privilege to be speaking with Eduardo Dantas. is going to defend the bantamweight title against Joe Warren at Bellator 166. That goes December 2nd. Thanks so much for doing this, Eduardo, and as translator, Escobar. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. I guess first question for Eduardo is how, how does he feel? He, he's probably, I'm guessing he's wanted to fight Joe Warren again for some time. So how does he feel now that the rematch is uh, just around the corner? It's, uh, it's, the, it's the best thing to happen at the end of the year. Uh, he's looking forward to, to having this rematch, you know. And uh, he, likes, he wants to, to close the year with, like, you know, gold, and, and this is the gold. In their first fight, it was it was Joe Warren's wrestling that that really sort of won the fight for him. So, what can fans expect? What kind of Eduardo has always had good wrestling takedown defense, but has he improved that element of his game? What can we expect in the rematch? I, I, I believe uh, Joe Warren he, he was able to to impose his game in the previous fight and made me very uncomfortable in that fight. Was well, not the method who was. Better was worse. It's a matter that he, he he kept his game plan, and and I could not apply any of my game. Right now, uh, uh, I'm, I'm liking training wrestling more. Not that you know I want to match with wrestlers, but uh, I'm training a lot of wrestling, developing my wrestling game, just for a matter to keep my game, my game plan alive. So this time the, the fight will take a different path. I will be able to apply my game. And you guys gonna see this the day of the fight. Do we expect could Eduardo could we see more of a pressuring approach in this rematch where he might want to move forward against Joe and, and kinda of keep Joe at bay? Or do we maybe see Eduardo trying to circle away from the takedowns? I don't I, I don't think about like if I'm gonna circle around, if I'm gonna move forward, I just think that the fight will like just develop itself by the time, and, and I, don't, I don't want to rush. The only thing I don't want to rush. I know that if John Warren blinks, I'm going to be uh, just hitting him hard. So the longer he goes, you know, the worse going to be for him because he's going he gonna to really want to fight to finish it early because I'm going to be like hurting him badly. So I just, I just don't want to rush myself. I'm very calm for this fight. I'm very confident. You know, and I know the fight will, will, will be in my way. And 
Was Eduardo surprised when Bellator came to him with this fight? Because uh, Joe is only two fights removed from a loss. He lost to Darian Caldwell uh, earlier this year. Then he has the win over Kakai more recently. But was Eduardo surprised when they said, hey, we want to do the rematch? Yeah, he says uh, maybe, maybe there, there were some other opponents to match up. But he, he sees this fight, he says this fight makes sense as well, and he wanted this fight, so for him personally, it was, was a good fight, a good matchup. It's been a, the last time I talked to Eduardo was before his rematch with Marcus Galvao. Uh, obviously, we know he won the fight via unanimous decision. How does he feel about his performance that night? Uh, he said, he, said uh, he, he was very happy with the last fight because... His game plan was exactly to keep the control over the five rounds, and uh, he didn't want to rush the pace. He just wanted to control the fight five rounds, and that's what happened. He, he was able to control a very tough opponent, you know, a uh, high-level fighter for five rounds, and, and, and that's what exactly what he wanted to do. Well, I'm, I have Eduardo on the, the call. I wanted to get his thoughts on the... Big news last weekend that Bellator has signed Fedor Emelianenko, who will fight Matt Mitrione. I just wanted to get Eduardo's reaction to that to that signing. He's a personally a huge fan of uh, Fedor Emelianenko, and I think it's a very positive thing for Bellator because Fedor has a huge crowd around the world and uh, a huge media behind him, so he, he only can see with uh, positive eyes uh, his addition to the event. Last question for Eduardo. Uh, does he have a prediction on the on the rematch with Joe Warren on December 2nd? He said the only prediction he has is his arms raised and the belt he's raised. Well, Eduardo, it's a very exciting fight. I think a lot of people are excited to see it. The rematch with Joe Warren December 2nd at Bellator 166. So thanks so much for doing this and best of luck. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Yes, this is El Wapo, and you are listening to Full Contact Final Radio with Kelsey Mullen. I'm speaking with AJ McKee, who's going to take on Emmanuel Sanchez at Bellator 166. That goes December 2nd in Thackerville, Oklahoma. Thanks so much for doing this, AJ. Anytime. You know, before we talk about Emmanuel and the challenges he presents as a fighter, what was your reaction when this fight got booked? You know, when I heard about it, immediately I was intrigued. Very compelling fight uh, for, for the 145 division. Stylistically, I feel it's a great matchup for me to, to go out there and, and get another finish and, and just to be able to utilize the skills that I've been working on and trying to perfect day and night. So um, he's a great fighter, you know. He's, he's, he comes straight forward, straight forward and back, and he uh, he's got a cardio take out of this world. But um, I'm trying to I'm trying to finish him. I'm going to go out there and finish him and, and make sure he doesn't get to that second round or that third round. Yeah. Did you see this fight as a, a, a really could be one could make the case the biggest fight in your career to date? You know, Emmanuel he's coming off a loss, but it was a tough split decision loss to Daniel Eichel, who's one of the top 145ers and one of the more experienced 145ers in MMA. His other loss, Belter to Pat Kern, former champ. So this is a I, I think this is a huge opportunity for you to get your name out there even further. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's fought both of those guys and, and they've went the distance with him. So um, with, with me going out there and knocking him out. Um, that's making a large statement, you know, just just to show that the Daniel Welch, Pat Curran, the, all these 
these guys to me are, are basic level fighters, and they all they all respect each other. So when they're out there fighting, they're not they're not fighting to kill. When I when I go out there to fight, I'm fighting to kill. You know, I'm, I'm trying to knock everyone's head off and and just rearrange their face. So um, I feel it's going to be a, a very large statement if I go out there and knock him out and, and finish him. You know, do something neither one of them can do, and and it just shows it just shows where my mindset is. On and, and where I want to be, and that's that's what that that first belt around my waist with the 145 pound division. Yeah, and you mentioned you know finishing opponents. You finished all five of the pro opponents you faced to date. Uh, you talked about Emmanuel's pressure and his aggressive style. So I'm guessing here that that you feel like you've got advantages in all areas of the game. Um. Yeah. Of course, man. Um. I I haven't even really had to utilize my wrestling or jujitsu skills. So um. No one, no one knows about my ground game. No one knows about my wrestling. So until someone puts me in danger where I feel the need to have to take someone down and, and submit them, um, I, I'm, I don't feel I'm going to have to or, or need to. Is this a fight where, uh, you know, you mentioned you don't necessarily feel like you're going to need to, but uh, what what's your take on Emmanuel's ground game? He Mostly a lot of his battles have been, it's been, You've seen him more standing and getting in those kind of wars, but what's your take on his ground skills? Um, his ground game, I'm pretty sure he's got a he's got a nice triangle or a nice arm bar, you know, those those are the main things that, that work in MMA, um, and key locks, you know, but I my my jujitsu coach Jason Manley, you know, he's he's probably one of the nicest jujitsu guys ever. I've i sat there and watched him top out Javier Vasquez five times with the same move in less than a minute, so when it comes to jiu-jitsu, I'm not, I'm not really worried about anything being in the guard. You know, he's got he's got to deal with me ground and pounding his face and elbowing his face in the entire time. Where do you think this fight puts you if you go out and especially if you score a big KO win? Do you think that puts you in a title shot? Do you think it's a, you know, maybe one more fight puts you in a title shot eliminator? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, for me, you know, I've, I've, I analyze our weight class day and night. For me, Strauss is the champ, of course, right now. Um, Daniel Welch would be Welch. I would be number two since Pitbull is out. Number three would go to Pat Curran. Number four would go to Georgie, and then number five would go to Emmanuel Sanchez. So I feel I go out there and finish him. Um, finish him doing something either Welch or Pat Curran could do. That throws me at number five, and um, I don't know. Hopefully, I, I would love the title shot after that. You know. Um, if I get that title shot, you know, that belt's gonna, going to end up around my waist, point blank, period. Um, as, as soon as that title fight approaches, after that, the like, I told, like I said before, McKee has got the key. So if anybody wants to come unlock the division, once I get that belt around my waist, it, it's on lock. And I've got the key, so they're, they're going to have to come get it from me. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. It seems like maybe in the last six months or so, we're seeing a lot of Bellator's younger prospects like yourself coming to the forefront, starting to get more exposure on the Spike broadcast, uh, moving their way into pivotal fights. Uh, you know, in the past, Scott Coker, president, he took some heat for signing some some veterans or some, some uh, you know, big-name stars who were maybe past their prime. But I think now we're seeing the sort of the genius behind signing fighters like yourself uh, to, you know, at such young ages. What's your take on that in the direction of the company and and? Uh, do you agree that the Bellator has a, a wide crop of prospects to, to promote in the coming months? Um, definitely, you know, but there's a difference between prospects and 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 superstars, you know. And I, I feel, 
and I know that I am a superstar. I, I tell everybody all the time, I'm the young goat. I'm, I'm the greatest of all time, and I'm going to prove it, you know. Um, so far, I haven't been wrong, and my record shows, my record talks for itself, you know. Um, so with this fight approaching, this is going to be a great fight for me to really go out there and, and prove, every, prove to everyone and, and kind of shut the haters' mouths down, people that don't believe in me, and, and give them something to hate on. Mm-hmm. So let's run down uh, the camp and how it's gone and, and who, who are some of the people helping you get ready. Obviously, I'm guessing your dad has played a role. Yeah, my dad. I got Jason Manley for the Jits. You know, he's, like I said, he's got some of the nicest Jits in the game. Um, Joey Davis for wrestling, my cousin. Kimbo Jr. for the power. You know, no one's hitting harder than him. We got Jesse Juarez, Emmanuel. We've, our, our gym is stacked, man. Honestly, we've got one of the best gyms in MMA, but... We don't get the recognition we deserve. So uh, with with me portraying my skills and, and, and showing everyone, hopefully we'll start to get the recognition we, we deserve. While I have you, I wanted to get your take on, you mentioned Kimbo Slice Jr., Baby Slice, Kevin Ferguson Jr. What was your take on his uh, pro debut and the loss he took? Man, it was a great fight. He was, he was beating the brakes off that dude the entire first and second round. But uh, there's, there's just little things, you know, that we got to factor in from um, nutrition, you know. He's his own man, so we kind of let, you know, my dad kind of says you got you to gotta let somebody fall sometimes so they'll get back up and do things the right way. Um, and hopefully I, I don't have to take a fall to, uh, to get up and, and do things the right way. Hopefully I just continue to stay on the right path and get it done. But he's... He's a warrior, man. He, that, was, that was a great first fight coming off of one amateur fight and then going straight pro, dealing with that arena and, and that crowd. You know, it's, it's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. And uh, I, was, I was super proud of him, man. That, that, that dude's a beast. He's, he's got a, a bright career and a great future ahead of him. Yeah. I've been asking everybody from Bellator I've talked to this week, uh, get their comment on the Fedor signing. Uh, came out, it's definitely buzzed about it. What was your reaction to to Fedor and the fact he's going to fight Matt uh, Mitrione. It's surprising, you know. I remember when uh, Fedor fought Orlovsky back in the affliction days at the Honda Center. And uh, it, it, he's, he's a great fighter, you know. Um, I'm not really sure. It, it'll, it'll be a surprise, you know. It's, it's a surprise to the fans. And it's probably it's it's one of the fighters the fans like to see. So um, that's why I like how Bellator brings in a lot of um, – Old old names, you know, a lot of veteran names and and high level veteran names, you know. It it gives, like you said, the young prospects and and the younger fighters a time to shine on on being co-main event and and just being on that main card with them, you know. It brings the viewing not only to Fedor and everyone else and all the other old school main guys, but it, it brings the viewing to the young cats that go out there and put on a show like myself. Last question for you. What uh, I, I know you mentioned you want to get the knockout. You're expecting to get the knockout against Emmanuel. Do you see this fight going, ending in the first round? It hasn't been finished. Uh, or do you see this going in the second or third round? Um, second round. I give it about three minutes into the second round. And he's, he's probably going to start getting getting a little comfortable, getting loose. And then he, I'm going to catch him with something. Whether it's, whether it's left hand or right hook. Um, uppercut, a kick, who knows, a submission. But um, I, I feel the second round, I'm gonna, I'll be nice and seasoned, warmed up, and and then I'm gonna start sitting down on some punches and throwing things with very bad intentions. 
There's definitely several interesting fights booked for Bellator uh, 166, and this is clearly one of them. So, AJ, thanks so much for doing this, and best of luck on December 2nd. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm speaking with Derek Campos is going to take on Patricky Pitbull Ferrari for a second time at Bellator 167. That goes December 3rd. Very interesting fight at 155. Thanks so much for doing this, Derek. We're doing well, and uh, you know, I guess my first question, um, you know, having fought Patricky in the past, what was your reaction when Bellator came to you and and uh, you know gave you this option to to get uh, this second fight with him? Uh, you know, it's one that I've, I've in the back of my mind. You know, I wanted back, I wanted to get back. You know, and when Rich approached me with, you know, I, I didn't have a chance to say yet. So well, here we are, two weeks out. And uh, I'm just really looking forward to going in there and getting this one back, uh, you know, get it back to my belt and, and put on a good performance. Mm-hmm. When you reflect back and, or look back at that fight, have you studied it? Have you gone back and looked at the tape in preparation for this? Or are you just sort of focused on, uh, you know, more what he's been doing in recent outings and, and your own training? Pretty much. I've been focusing on my own training and you know, I've taken a glimpse at what he's been doing and Kind of leads to my next question. So that loss to Patricky took place uh, over two years ago. Um, what to, if, if someone were to watch, you know, the Derek Campos back then in the gym and in his fights compared to now? Where do you think you've made the most improvements in your game? I would definitely say uh, trying to implement more head movement and, and utilize my hands. You know, trying to put together combinations. You know, trying try not to just be a brawler and swing wide. Trying to Yeah, and you know that's an element of your game that, that you certainly have. You've got that background in wrestling, so you know you mentioned wanting to keep it on your feet. But uh, I'm guessing you feel like that's something you have in your back pocket—the takedown. And, and also, you know, I think any fighter who has that wrestling pedigree will tell you that having that as an option, the takedown as an option, really opens up your stand-up, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. 
You know, I think this fight comes at a, a time for you when you have a lot of momentum because you've got that uh, big KO win over Melvin Guillard, Guillard earlier this year, and then you're coming off the win over Chan, as you mentioned. Do you feel that way too? Do you feel like the timing for this rematch is is kind of perfect in a lot of ways? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the timing for it is just, you know, right. You know, because I'm, you know, my momentum is just building and protecting his momentum just, you know, stops. I mean, he's got a lot to lose in this fight, you know what I mean? You know, the the win over Melvin, it was such a highlight real finish. Uh, it certainly seemed like it kind of buzzed the MMA world for a few days. Did you sort of take notice of that, Derek? You've had, you know, a lot of wins in your career, but was that your biggest win to date in terms of, you know, fanfare and recognition and whatnot? What do you think uh, a win over Patricky? Where does that uh, set you up? Do you think maybe you look at possibly like a trilogy fight with him? You've also have the trilogy option with Brandon Gertz. Uh, what, what do you think might come next for you? Are you even worried about that right now? Um, honestly, you know, I, first things first, I do want to take care of Patricky, but after that, you know, I'm just I want to fight the best guys, and you know, Piccolotti just come off a win against Brandon Gertz. to ask you if you watched uh, Chandler's win over Benson Henderson this past weekend. A very entertaining fight. And if so, did you have, you know, what did you think? What were your thoughts on it? Perfect. You know, 
I wanted to also ask you, you've been with Bellator now for over three years. Uh, you know, you've kind of seen the promotion change from the tournament format uh, now to what it is now. What's your thoughts on where the company's gone and, and what's your take? It seems like there's you know, quite a bit of more buzz surrounding Bellator these days with you know, the signing of Roy McDonald, Benson Henderson, and Al Fedor. That was huge. That was announced on Saturday. So uh, as someone who's been with the company for a little while, what's your take on, on where Bellator's headed? Last question for you before I let you go. Who are some of the people helping you get ready for uh, the rematch with Petrigi? Oh, that's right. Uh, I didn't even have too much information, but I will say that I've just been working on boxing with uh, one particular coach here. Uh, I'm West Texas, and then, you know, doing some other traveling for training and stuff. But um, really, it's just working my boxing with uh, a new boxing coach that I have. He's a group of and, you know, he's helped me out a lot. Yeah, well, like I said off the top, it's a really compelling fight, pivotal fight at 155 in, in Bellator's division. So uh, best of luck, Derek, uh, on December 3rd, and thanks so much for doing this. Everybody's fighting except for the men of honor.